Hello, my peachy friends out there in podcast land. This is Sarah Giovanetti Mobley coming at you from the Peachy Girl podcast. I hope everyone had a beautiful and blessed weekend. I know I sure did. I was up early and I drove about an hour and a half to um, the Center for Spiritual Living in Delaware. And it was such a beautiful service. I mean, my heart was just so wide open. It was just a great service. They have to have a woman there uh, who works for a charity called, uh, what is the name of it? Water is Life Kenya. And if you want to find out more about this uh, charity group, you can go to waterislifekenya.org. But the woman who was one of the founders was there and she was speaking. And when I tell you, I was like in tears listening to like her story and how she came to, you know, start this charity in Southern Kenya. So in Kenya, a lot of the villages experience a lot of drought. And so the women on a daily basis, they spend like 14 hours a day sometimes Uh, walking to get water to bring it back to sustain them. And then, of course, the men take care of the cattle. And it's just very grueling work. And because of that, the women never get a chance to even go to school or do anything else because their whole entire day is spent uh, just getting water. So her charity group, what they do is they raise money to bore holes. Like, you know, they dig for wells and create wells that are self-sustaining in uh, southern Kenya. And um, and their work is just tremendous. And now that the ladies have free time, they're um, making crafts and selling them. They're being entrepreneurs. They're also educating themselves and creating a very viable and sustainable uh, and healthy environment for their uh, community. So her work was just incredible. Of course, I donated because <laughs> I was in tears listening to her speak and her slideshow. So again, if anyone wants to know a little bit more about this um, charity, it is waterislifekenya.org. And then you can go there. Um, one of the main things that they're trying to get, uh, of course, they need you know funds to drill for these uh, wells, but you can also you know purchase a cow or a donkey. I think for like sixty or eighty dollars, and you can do that like right on their website. So, um, so that was you know something that just kind of opened my heart you know this weekend and and just got me thinking you know more about the heart space and it's just so important that we spend time every day. Uh, with ourselves trying to make sure that we're opening up our hearts and we're feeling awe and wonder and also, you know, trying to find a community where you feel safe to like, you know, open your heart up and be vulnerable and be able to talk about gratitude and, and being of service to others, right? Because that's, we're all built for that. And I feel like sometimes in modern day society, we all get caught up in the rat race and we need to do this and we need to do that. And we don't ever take time for that part of our life. Like we have a spiritual life, right? That needs to be tended to. So um, I happen to go to Centers for Spiritual Living. You can uh, Google that. And they are, you know, it's a spiritual church rather than say like a religious church. So any type of religious background is, you know, welcome there. Of course, you know, they believe in a higher power. Um, 
But, you know, it's like practicing those spiritual principles of actually, you know, giving back, service, gratitude. And then they show you how to practice them on a daily basis. And that's what's really important for me, um, especially because I'm an entrepreneur and I'm kind of in... on the field on a daily basis, dealing with like real issues. And I don't have, you know, the luxury of, um, they call it spiritual bypassing. (laughs) So I make sure that I spend time every morning, you know, praying, gratitude, having a spiritual practice. I always give back. And I mean, I've definitely learned the power of generosity just from being um, homeless, you know, I saw truly that the more I helped others, <laughs> truly, the more they were willing to help me, right? And that's just the law of, you know, compensation, you know, what you put out there is going to come back, right? And I was able to see that through going through such a hard time. Like I wasn't contracted like, oh, woe is me. I'm like, shoot, I need to get in here. What can I do for you? Hello. <laughs> Hello. How you doing? You look beautiful. You look great. Is there anything I can do for you? I wash your windows. I clean up your car. I babysit. Like, come on. <laughs> you The first time is free. And if you think I did a good job, the next time you pay me, like that's how you got to really show up. And when you truly put your foot out there, you know, that's when things start coming back to you. And I always tell people like, whatever you feel like you don't have in your life, that's what you, that's exactly what you need to give out. So if you feel like you don't have love in your life, well, then you need to give out love first and then you'll see it come back. You feel like you don't have any money, you give out money first and then watch it come back. Always. And and I'm a living testimony of that <laughs> just from being in a homeless shelter, you know, and, and I, so I, you know, ha- I'm very generous person. Um, just cause I kind of watched my grandfather growing up. He was always very generous and I learned it from him, you know? So I thank God I was able to see that because then when I was in the situation I was, I just relied on my spiritual practice that I seen since I was a baby of just, you know, being generous. I watched my grandfather be generous. And so, you know, I'm like, I already know how to do this, you know, and I still do it to this day. And I will, you know, I'll give and I won't even think about it. It just comes natural to me. And um, it's amazing how it comes back. Like I'll run into people like I haven't seen for 10 years and they'd be like, oh my gosh, you know, you changed my life because, you know, you did this and that for me. And I'm like, I don't, I don't even remember. you know, but you know, cause it's something that I just live, you know? So there's, you know, other things that I have to, you know, work on. Cause there's like a long list of virtues, right? So, but at least I got generosity down and I, I use it, right. I use it in my life and, um, you know, being generous and being grateful are the two things that are the doorways to abundance. So if you feel as if, you know, you're lacking in anything in your life, practice gratitude and practice generosity and watch that door of abundance just pop open, right? Because everything comes down to a spiritual principle. Always. Doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> no matter what it is, always comes down to some sort of spiritual principle that you're not practicing. Like that's the root of it. And then, you know, it's showing up in your life some way, you know, but the root of it, it always comes back to something spiritual that you're not practicing or being self-aware about, you know, bringing the unconscious to your consciousness consciousness, if that makes sense. So um, talking and speaking about heart, you know, um, I actually picked up a book this week called Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. And I I wasn't sure if I was going to like the book or not, because I've read some of her books before. And um, it's, it's hard to captivate me, put it this way. So this book, 
is captivating. I will definitely say, I feel like she really put it all out there, you know, and I, and I know that Renee Brown is a, uh, I don't know if she's a psychologist. I know she's a licensed psychologist or psychiatrist. I'm not sure which one. Um, I know she's definitely a therapist. However, you know, she's someone who has always struggled with like vulnerability, shame, guilt, like all these emotions. Cause she's like a very sensitive empath. And so, um, you know, it takes a lot for her to really, you know, put herself out there, but she does. And that's so brave. So I definitely commend her for that. So I just feel like this book was really like, this is the one, (laughs) like, this is definitely the one of her books where she's really, I guess, blossoming, you know, so, you know, her story is, you know, she grew up in a big family, I believe in Texas, and she was just, you know, a big, loud family, and she was the sensitive one. So she was always paying attention to, um, emotions and patterns and how that was affecting situations. And so she was kind of, she's learned how to navigate life in a way where, you know, she doesn't necessarily have to feel some of these negative emotions because she can kind of predict when they're going to happen. And then she can kind of avoid that, which I found really interesting. Um, you know, cause I, I feel like a lot of times people do avoid, you know, negative emotions, negative situations. And that's just the reason why they don't move forward with their lives. Right. Um, but I feel like this book is really helpful because she literally goes through all the emotions that a human being is going to experience, right. In their lifetime. Right. So it's like, you know, we go to school and we learn about, um, you know, reading, writing, all these different things, history, right? But it's like, we got all these emotions going on in our body and nobody's really showing and teaching us how to function with these emotions. Of course, that's why I like going to church because I learn about meditating, the power of prayer, things like that to help manage and sit with negative emotions where I was like, oh, I don't have to push them away. I can feel them right? And I know that this too shall pass, right? And the more you learn to sit with negative emotions and actually truly feel them, right? And not, you know, run to a vice or, uh, you know, and just let it, let it come and let it go. And then, you know, you're going to feel better and then maybe go to do something healthy. Like the more self-regulated you get, the more sovereignty you start having over yourself and your body because you trust yourself, right? Because you know how to use this beautiful machine that you got, right? But, you know, nobody really gives us the playbook (laughs) for this, uh, you know, emotional, spiritual side. So um, I'm just, hold on, let me put my little readers on here. So she had a beautiful quote in here that I liked, and I did post it on my Instagram page. And she said, nothing that celebrates the humiliation or pain of another person builds lasting connection, right? And as human beings, we want to have connection with other human beings, right? But, you know, when you're gossiping about somebody else and projecting and blaming somebody else for all your problems, you're not connecting with the person that, you know, you're saying this to because one, they're going to be like, they're feeling all this negative emotion. doesn't feel good. 
Two, they're like, okay, this person's probably going to talk about me. So that person's heart's closing up, right? You know, but you know, what would really open up the person's heart is if you said, you know, I'm feeling a little scared right now. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that's what connects. I'm feeling a little vulnerable right now, you know? And, you know, I'm really, you know, scared to take this test or, you know, actually say what's on your heart and your mind. But a lot of times, you know, you're not having these relationships with people that have any type of uh, spiritual maturity or emotional maturity or a value system, right? So that's why I like, I'm very discerning now as far as who I keep in my life, who I keep around me. It's not, did you go to church? It's that, are you practicing these spiritual principles, (laughs) right? So it's like humility is, you know what? I was an asshole. (laughs) I apologize. You know, like you actually, you take ownership for your part and then you actually apologize, right? Like that, because then when you take ownership for your own stuff, then that means you have to feel the guilt. You have to feel the shame, right? You have to feel whatever it is and sit with that and say, you know what? I can do better. That's what humility is, right? So when you are uh, projecting and blaming, you know, it's kind of like they say that's spiritual bypassing. So it's like, instead of feeling those negative emotions, it's just much easier if I blame somebody else for my problem. I shame somebody else for my problems. I project all this negativity onto somebody else, it's called spiritual bypassing because now you don't have to feel anything negative, right? You just push it off on somebody else, right? But it's, it still comes back. I mean, to be um, right in your own spirit, <laughs> you know, you got to take personal accountability, right? And then the more you do that, the easier it gets. I mean, if you've spent your life, you know, projecting onto others, blaming others and not take ownership for your part in things, because we're all human. We're always going to come up short. We're always not going to do our best. But the key is, is to be able to, you know, own your own part of it, right? And then that's what builds loving and lasting relationships because you actually have the ability to repair. You see what I'm saying? So the repair is in, you know, people owning their side and apologizing and maybe some tears, but then that relationship goes deeper and now you have more connection, right? So that's why I did love that quote because it's like, it's the truth. Like nothing that celebrates the humiliation or pain of another person builds lasting connection, right? So, you know, it's like the people that I have strong relationships with are the ones that I can be open and honest and vulnerable and we repair, you know what I mean? There's an apology, there's accountability, and then there's understanding and then there's a repair, you know what I mean? There, an apology, a repair, and then the relationship goes deeper. There's more connection because that's where trust is forming, right? If that makes sense. So anyway, I hope I ain't going too deep on this for you, but you know, as a leader, you know, these are things that I'm seeing all the time and I have to make sure that, you know, I am personally, you know, living in my truth so that I can make good decisions. And, you know, as a leader, you have to stay curious and you have to constantly be working on yourself and, and trying to figure things out. So it's like, okay, we're having a problem here at the salon and this situation keeps coming up, coming up, coming up, right? And then you start realizing like, no, this is a people problem. This isn't like just a, a situation problem. So then, you know, I got to get to the bottom of it. And a lot of times, sometimes it could be a, a spiritual problem or somebody not being self-aware, right? And so it's important that, you know, I'm learning 
as much as I can, right? And a leader is always learning as much as they can. And they're always, you know, staying curious and having humility and, you know, constantly learning and trying to figure out, you know, what's the right thing to do? What's the smart thing to do? And, um, you know, and just finding solutions to problems. Basically, that's it, right? And, you know, you need humiliation to be able to do that, right? And humiliation, not humiliation, humility, it's not a bad thing. Humility is a great thing. In all honesty, the top leaders that I've run into that have run, that run major businesses, humility is at the top of the spiritual list, <laughs> right? <laughs> that they have, you know, integrity, humility, and courage, right? <laughs> so those are some spiritual principles that they're practicing. So, um, so basically, I just really love this book. I'm still currently reading it. I'm about halfway through, so maybe I can come back on and tell you what I think about the, the second half of it. But it, it's truly an amazing book. And if you're someone who is on their spiritual journey, you're someone who's like an empath, you're someone who's super sensitive, this is beautiful. This is a beautiful book to show you how to navigate your emotions and to have some self-awareness with your emotions, right? Um, one of the things that happens to me a lot is I, and, and I was always trying to like figure out like what, what is this, right? Because it's like I feel this like, um, you know, I'm someone who's like, you know, highly successful because of you know, my situation, you know, where I had to come from. They say the, <laughs> the lower you were when you started is the higher you climb, right? And so, um, and a lot of successful people say that. And um, one of the things that happens to me is I will get a lot of copycat women around me. And I'm like, and it's just this energy of like, I'm around them. And I, I don't feel like it's not a supportive energy. It's more like they're competing. It's like they're foaming at the mouth. Like I'll say something thing, you know, and then it's like, they got to top me, you know, it's like, I can't, there's like, I can't own my own authentic space. If that makes sense. It's like, they need to compete with me. They need to one up me. They're constantly checking in on me, what I'm doing. And it's almost as if like, it's just taking like they're possessed or something like that movie, single white female. And that happens to me all the time. And I was reading in this book and it, they kind of she kind of explained it in a, a a great way and i was like wow so she had said that comparison is the crush of conformity from one side and competition from the other it's trying to simultaneous, simultaneously fit in and stand out comparison says be like everyone else but better <laughs> right so basically it takes a lot of balls encourage to stand out and be your authentic self, right? So then, you know, people will come around me and be like, they don't have the courage to stand out on their own and be their authentic selves. But what they do is they want to come around me and try to, um, you know, compete with me, like compete in my own, like here I'm being in my own authentic self. And then somebody comes around me to say, okay, 
well, I guess she didn't die from being herself. So I'm going to try to be like her. Like, you know what I mean? And it's really strange and weird and awkward. And it happens all the time where I will just discontinue a relationship. If I feel like I need to feel like I can be my authentic self. And the minute I feel like a woman is around me trying to compete with me, be like me, I say one word, she says the same exact thing, trying to beat me to the punch, you know, dress like me, everything I'm doing, like your hair is bone straight your whole life. Now your hair is curly like all, (laughs) you know, walking, you even walking like me, like, damn, like be yourself. Right. So, but this really kind of gave me some aha right here. And, um, and so, uh, what did she say? Something else? Uh, so here I'll say, she says, when we compare, we want to be the best or have the best of our group. The comparison mandate becomes that crushing paradox to fit in and stand out. It's not be yourself and respect others for being authentic. It's fit in, fit in but win. I want to swim the same workout as you and beat you at it. Oh, I mean, I smell this a mile away, right? And, and this just like, I tell you, like, and the more and more, you know, I'm able to live my life, the more and more I see how, you know, my hardships gave me the spiritual principle of courage, right? So when I was facing all those hardships, as far as being on welfare, on food stamps, living a homeless shelter, you know, always being the underdog, you know, it's like everyone's against me, right? That just gave me such fire in my belly to, you know, and I had no choice but to rely truly on my own intrinsic gifts. That's the only way I could do it, (laughs) right? And that's truly the only way to win in life is to be your authentic self. So, I mean, I've had to be my authentic self for such a long time. And I find that, you know, uh, people who are constantly comparing their lives up against me is like, I sm- I can even smell it on Instagram. I'll see someone like, you know, the, the minute they think that I'm like outpacing them, it's like, oh my gosh, all of a sudden they're on my Instagram like fire. You know what I mean? And, and it's like, I'm a spiritual person. So it's like, you can smell it. <laughs> You know what I mean? And um, so that's something I think the ladies really need to work on. Uh, Well, I mean, the guys too. But yeah, yeah, there's some guys. I even have guys that do that to me sometimes. I'm like, go compete with some dude. But that this this is really, really good. And this book definitely has me thinking. It has my mind going. It's actually putting words to some of my feelings. So that's something that's incredible. So that is an issue that I constantly bring up. I'm like, where is this? energy coming from? Like, why, why do I feel like this person's competing with me all the time? Like, you know, but that she, you know, she lays it out there in the book. And so now I have words to my feelings and now I can kind of understand what's happening a little bit better. And then, you know, gives me an opportunity to address it, you know? So if I feel like somebody's doing that to me, I, I bring this book out, let's have a conversation. And if you're not willing to have a conversation about it and be vulnerable, you know, then that person does doesn't really need to be in my life because, you know, like that's where I'm at, (laughs) you know, my life is real. So I can't deal with all the fraudulent, you know, (laughs) half relationships. It's just like, is you in or out real or not? That's it. I want realness in my life. Right. And and that's beauty. Right. And so when you, you know, people want to be half in half out because they don't want to get hurt too bad. It's like, oh, okay. You know, no, it's like, shoot, courage is about all in, 
all in. <laughs> okay. You know, love is courageous. You know, you have your heart broken, right? You know, so that's why some people don't even want to be with someone that they truly love because they don't want their heart broken. Right. So, you know, something to think about. So again, um, just in closing to this podcast, um, I would definitely recommend this book, Brene Brown, Atlas of the Heart. She's putting words to feelings, right? Amazing, amazing. And then also, if you guys are feeling generous or you want to take part in a charity that's really doing amazing, amazing work in this world, and, um, and you literally, your dollars are going straight to help, you know, women who are carrying water for like 14 hours a day. Um, and, and you can get involved in the charity too. And again, that um, charity is waterislifekenya.org. So anyway, I hope everyone has a beautiful and blessed week and I will talk to you guys soon.